Welcome into Believe in Texas A&M Football. I am Mandy Knight, and I'm joined by Reggie McNeil and Demontre Moore, two former star Aggies. All right, so let's get right from the jump. I mean, A&M had a chance to win that game against Alabama. Uh, let's start with you, Demontre. Uh, let's go back to that last play of the game. I mean, Haynes King, that throw, I mean, went right kind of to the goal line. Oh, man, that that last play. Uh, what can I say about it? Uh, I don't think it's fair to go to me first. I, I feel, uh, you know, you got two greats here, uh, me and Reggie. I know. I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I'm, wait, wait, wait. But let me tell you something. I had a 20-year anniversary. Okay. Y'all going to probably kill me for this. Congratulations. 20-year class reunion. I say anniversary. Class reunion. Okay, okay. And Congrats. I, I I walk outside. It's twenty four seventeen. Old heads get to talking. I walk back in, and the people are walking off the field, and I'm devastated. So I didn't even get to see the last play. Okay. okay. So that oh. that's what that's why she went to you first because I I told her <laughs> she asked me about it. I like what. I, I, said, got hey, I got you. Let me I got you. you. <laughs> I just, oh man, this our this our first show, man. So I didn't know how we just going in there. We get straight. Yeah, into nah, the we game. just talk. Yeah, oh, man, we, we just talk, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You try to you try to stay with the political correct answer at the end of the day, man. We talk like offense, so that isn't my call. Uh, but what I will say is, between Haynes King and um, I'm horrible with names, but I'm good with numbers. Uh, the receiver, uh, he was lighting it up all day for us. Muhammad? Muhammad. It's going to come back to me. Post, uh, yeah. I, I'm i just a firm believer in old school. Like, my era, we had Jeff Fuller back uh, when we were playing Tannehill. You know how those guys were. Big receivers, Mike Evans. We throw it up to the back corner, get it to the pylon. It should be a no-brainer if you're going to throw it. And if not, trust our running attack. Like, um since I played, since you played back in the day uh, with Mike Goodson and those guys, Cyrus Gray, Ben Molina, like we have a long lineage of having great running backs. Um, Trey, uh, that just came out most recently. Uh, so why not trust them? Why not give them the ball? Like that was my first play. That was my first instant. Like, oh, yeah, we're about to run this and this is easy money. Okay, we're going to do a little rollout. Okay, why are you stopping short at the goal line and then you're not even like two yards in like on comeback routes everybody knows that as soon as you catch the ball like unless you have possession right then and there like they're gonna the defender's gonna knock you back at least a yard or two so like get a little bit deeper in the end zone so that way if you do hit the ball and you got to stumble gather yourself that way you give yourself enough room to actually score now with all that being said i'm not an offensive coach uh, I'm not offensive-minded. People are probably going to kill me for that. That's just my opinion from the fans' perspective. But, hey, at the end of the day, um, that one play, no matter how much we want to talk about it and harp on it, it doesn't make the game. Like, you know it, Reggie, as much Amen. as I do. You know Amen. As as I do, Mandy, covering sports as long as you have. Like, there's other stuff that led up to that. We can talk about, you know, the missed opportunities, not capitalizing on the uh, turnovers. Defense had a hell of a day. Offense had a hell of a day, too, fighting back. Uh, they got a little slow start. So, mm -hmm. you know, we can break all that down. But that, you know, you asked me one question. I got a little long window. Oh, no, so it's, it's, hey, nah, it, it's, yeah, nah, it's all man. good. It's all good. Yeah. You, you touched Damn, on the, the, to win that. <laughs> no, you touched on the defense. I mean, A&M had three forced fumbles. And going against – 
I mean, you are playing in Alabama's backyard. I mean, and then you could see how loud it was getting. I mean, it was, you know, you could see the players on the field, but I mean, A&M's defense absolutely stepped up in that game. Stepped up. Man, they played huge. I'm a Barry. Go ahead, No, I said, man, they, they, that was the defense that you was expecting to see all year, though. And the way that they played, the, the speed that they played at, that was, if we take, if, if we play, like we play against Bama every game, mm-hmm. people not even worried about the Appalachian State. They not worried about the Mississippi States. That's what we got to get more consistent with it, where we got to play to that level on a weekly and a consistent basis. And until we get there, we're going to continue to be up and down. We're going to continue. To, we have one week where we're like, oh, man, we look amazing. And the next week, we're like, damn, what happened? Mm-hmm. We don't we don't play we don't go up to that same level of competition. We we all to to me it looks like we always take a step back to the competition that we play in. And if we get that what we got against Bama on a weekly basis, man, we got a totally different season. And I'm and we're young, we had a lot of people out. But with that group and the way that they play, if we get that consistently, man, we scary. It's, it, it'll be a scary defense to deal with on a, on a weekend, a week out basis. Oh, for sure, for sure. And not just the uh, the defense either, the offense as well. Uh, sure. I, I, I think this has been our story for the last few years, dating back to I was back there from 2010 and 2013. Uh, uh, A&M has always been on the cusp and the verge of being great. And we play down to the level of our competition. No slack to anybody else. We all know this. Playing the game of football, you can get beat any given Sunday, Saturday. Any Sunday. Friday, no doubt. Every day you play, you can get beat. I line up. I put my pants on one leg at a time, just like you. <laughs> now, getting back to our defense, play lights out. Like, <sighs> when, you, when you say Texas A&M wrecking crew defense, that that – was the epitome of it. Like, watching the game, I got goosebumps. Like, I felt like I was back there on the field when we played. When when you're sitting here, we make a big defensive stop. I get a sack. Uh, Sean Porter comes back here, make a big uh, defensive stop. Deshaes the ever kept the – when I tell you uh, cornerback that we had that was in the end zone, he dropped the uh, turnover, and it was about to be a pick, and I say the missed opportunity, it was – it was so symmetrical to the play when DeShazer Everett caught that uh, pick and then took it back to give us the momentum for us to go score on the final drive. Mm-hmm. Everything was lining up. Now, with that being said, as well as they played, I think as a true defense, as a great defense, those great defenders, like those great defense you talk about, USC, when they had Taylor Mays and those guys, um, the TUs back in the day, the a and with the wrecking crew. They were able to take over a game no matter what happened on the offensive side. They said, hey, we're not going to let somebody score. And if we do let somebody score, they will not get over 10 points. I guarantee you that if they don't get over 10 points a game, our offense is going to at least do more than that. And the moment that we can do that, stop playing Mm -hmm. down, like Reggie said, to our level of competition, capitalize on all the opportunities, like, shoot. Sometimes you got to relish in those moments. I could I could still hear in the back of my mind when Spencer Neely or Sean Porter or Garrett Williams out of those three called up the huddle and sit there and said, hey, let's go. It's our time. Like, let's put it on us. Let's go get a turnover. Let's go get a pick six, a sack fumble or something. Let's go score or damn near get the offense to the point to where they have no excuse to score. And I don't know if they – I would like to say they have that mentality because they definitely are producing. And on top of that, a lot of these guys are really young. So 
it makes me really excited. But, you know, the competitor in me always can pick out mm-hmm. little things that you can do here and there. But also, I say the same thing with our offense. Like, yes, they started out a little shaky. It took them a minute to get rolling. But, like, whenever they're rolling, they're rolling. You're telling me against Alabama's defense, who had most of their starters. Now, mind mm-hmm. you, we were missing. It's not an excuse. Excuses are like butts. We all got them, and they all stink. But <laughs> these are facts. It's not an excuse. There's a difference between that. We had over 10 starters out. Uh, I can give you the whole list. Shamar Turner, uh, uh, Daly, uh, Trey Zuin, um, uh Smith, who just got out for the year. That was a big. Oh, my gosh. You know, they've been looking good, though, without. I think that obviously losing Anaya Smith. I mean, that guy is a pivotal piece of your success yeah. on offense. But th- to see how they've been flourishing each each better in each game. I mean, that's absolutely that's a, that definitely promising. And that's what I was uh, going to get to. I get a little long-winded, but that's what I'm trying to bring out is the next man up mentality. Our offense has had the next man up mentality. From the first week, our starting center hasn't been getting active. And then all of a sudden he gets in there. And then there was a rumor that he switched up his uh, his uh, cadence with uh, his snapping uh, account. And then on top of that, you got quarterbacks rolling in a week out. For them to have so many moving parts and missing so many players and to play Alabama the way that they did, there's no such thing as a moral victory. We're going to take that. But let's take this as a learning lesson for the next year. Like, we need to play, like Reggie said, play every team like that Alabama team. And if we do that, Appalachia State wouldn't even be a question. We easily will be top five hands down. And the team that I seen this past weekend was the team that I seen last year when we finished out and we got snubbed out of the college football playoffs. So mm-hmm. we just got to pick it up, fix ourselves, and stop shooting ourselves in the foot. And once we do that, we're making our own cake and we hey. eat. Hey, you know, I, we 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 talk. You know, I'm a quarterback guy, so shit. We talk. We talk injuries. They had. They did. Granted, yeah. they did have. They they Heisman winner out too. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, we lost our starting quarterback, we, too. Yeah. So let's, yeah. let's eliminate that. We, but I mean, you, you said we lost what? We lost our starting quarterback, too. Uh, and, and was, when was I, he the starter? Was, I mean, he, we, we, Haynes has played before, too. I mean, so... Yeah. I mean, we, we don't have a... They're not the same. They're not the same caliber of talent, but still they're a starter. It's kind of up for grabs, and, and though. I, I, I love... I, Go ahead, man. No, it's, it's, I feel like it's still kind of up for grabs. I mean, you look at last yeah. year, Haynes King, he was a starter till he had that season-ending injury. Definitely was. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And, that's what, and that, with all that being said, like, it's not about not having a starter. I will give them that. They were without Bryce Young. That's a big thing. Hey, you wear yeah. an Alabama uniform, you got to be able to rise to the occasion. <laughs> exactly. The next one up. And on top of that, they didn't have nearly – as many players as as out as we did. We have majority of like our our whole offensive line, you might as their nickname should be the swing that, this year. But that but that's your that's your leader though. It's a little different with it's your leader. <laughs> that's all I'm okay, saying. Okay. That's all and, I'm saying. Hey, and and I, say I, that, I, I, I'm with you though. We play ball. We play I'm gonna give you that. Ball. We we play ball. <laughs> but with that being said, if you if we want to go tip for tack, we can say we lost one arguably one of our most explosive yeah. West weapons with Anaya Smith. So no, we, we're not gonna go to the chat. I'm not here for that. We're not gonna go to the chat. Look, because because we we can talk. We we'll go all all day about a quarterback in another position. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we'll see. But um, yeah, back to it. Um, I think our defense played lights out, but with all the praise that we're giving them, uh, me being a defensive player, 
I just seen so much room for so much more improvement. And when I yeah. tell you, you get so excited because it's like, we doing this right now and it's still early in college football. Like now people starting to knock out the rust is back and it's mm-hmm. really active. Imagine when you get in next month, November time around holiday time and everybody's polished, you dealing with the end of the year. Now we can fully have everybody in. That's what really has me like, mm-hmm. we, we, we got some stuff to talk about. Hey, rest of the SEC, rest of our schedule need to be worried. Mm-hmm. If we can keep now consistently do what we did. And I'm gonna I, and I'm gonna touch back just on that offense real quick. Yeah. I love Jimbo. Mm-hmm. Love what he got going. Love how he motivate. But Jimbo got it. We got to get an OC, man. <laughs> we got we, oh, we got to get somebody to call some plays, man. And I and I get it. He he's an offensive offensive guru, guru. But man, it's a little different. I mean, he he's been a head coach for a long time, man. It's the 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 times change a little bit. I mean, the people are spreading that ball out and putting four or five receivers on the field. And I think I think Jimbo need to he need to get a hand, he need to give it up to somebody. Just mm-hmm. and just to see. He I mean, just to give it give it some, a different look. And mm-hmm. because we got too many athletes to be stagnant as stagnant as we are offensively at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, my dad, my dad No, Roger, my dad was on on the same way. He was like Jimbo Fisher, is he calling the plays? I'm like, yes, yeah. sir, he is. Yeah. And I mean, I, I do see what you're saying and, and about, you know, being stagnant at times. I mean, my dad, uh, he played uh, football at um, Towson and uh, I mean, played football his whole life as a, as a big, you know, football oriented person. And at times it's like, you know, you would get away from some of the basic football fundamentals when it's like you, you should be running the ball at this play and they're throwing or like vice versa. But I mean, I, I do see what you're saying. However, having said that, you know, they were, I, I do think that A&M came through during some critical moments on third down. Uh, they completed five of 17 third down but, attempts. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of attempts. And, and don't get me, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm saying that just because I feel like every team needs the OC. I feel like it is a head coach and there's a, Somebody that called plays. Mm-hmm. Now Jimbo can have always have a hand in calling the plays. Mm-hmm. So that that's fine, but you always have somebody that's 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 what they're dedicated to doing. And I feel like this was just to just just to have another mind just shooting, you know what I'm saying, give them something mm-hmm. different. Yeah. And but this, I mean, like I said, man, it is and you if you look at it, plays are there. We missed some, and I see it. We missed some reads. We missed some throws. So the plays are there. So that's not totally all on Jimbo or what his play calling is. But me, I just feel like if he's a head coach, the head coach got to look over the whole team. Yeah. So mm-hmm. now I need somebody to call plays on offense and defense. And if I'm a head coach, I mean, a lot of them do it. They got a hand in calling plays. And they want to have a hand in calling plays. And I get it. Because that's, that's, that's pretty fun, putting up points and being able to put up big numbers. But you always got to have somebody else that, you know, there's that that you that's really that's making the calls, and then I stand firm and know we're gonna do this X Y Z if I say it. Cool, you yeah. hear man? I got you. Now we got a couple minutes left here uh, to uh, to give some final thoughts on, on this A uh, and M and Alabama game. And um, I, I'll just say, I mean, kind of what you were saying, Demandre. You know, being able to be this battle tested early on. I mean. You know, we're seeing just the tip of the iceberg about this potential for A&M on both sides of the ball. And I mean, I think 
I think there's there's a lot of headway that's still to be made, and I think that, that they're only going to get better, uh, you know, based upon playing this well against the number one team in the country. Yes, definitely. Um, I like you said, you piggyback off what I said earlier. Um, you know, my final thoughts on the Alabama and Texas A&M game is like we said, um, sure. If we're taking moral victories, we played the number one team, we played them well and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, we still didn't get the win. Um, I want to have consistency. I want to use the momentum. If I'm the coach or if I'm a player, either one, I'm going to say, yes, let's use this momentum. We did this against the number one team, but also at the same token, I'm coming out this game a little, a little upset. And maybe that's me as a fan and just being very critical that how can we play them this well? But then we lose to, uh, a non-BCS school like that, and then you come back and then we say that we're fighting for this playoff thing. So with this being said, it, it it's a double-headed sword, if this makes sense, the way I feel about the uh, Alabama game. I am so excited about it, and if we do this the right way, we can easily go undefeated and do what we got to do for the rest of the year and let the chips fold wherever they fold. But also with that being said, it can go the opposite way. We can get the big head. We can say, hey, we did this good against Alabama. We know what we're capable of, or we think we know what we're capable of. And then you let your foot off the brakes a little bit, and it's like, oh, well, we play Alabama this year. Like, I hate that for years our whole thing is like, oh, we either almost beat Bama or we beat Bama, but we don't make it to the playoff. I'm ready for us to let all these chips fall. So for me, the Bama game was a double-headed sword, and – like I said, only next week gonna tell. Now, am I excited? The Aggie in me and want to do all this and that. Yes, but as far as being critical, like I gotta, I gotta do like my dog Reggie said. Like, yeah, I love Jimbo and this and that. That is his opinion about the OC and all that type of stuff. But it's about you get excited and you say, "Hey, man, we're leaving so many chips out there." Like as an offensive former and uh, great quarterback like himself, he can sit here and say, "Hey." This is what it is. You got to have somebody else there and he can break down the nitty gritty. And so I think it's safe to say the way I feel is kind of like how he is. It's like, yeah, we're excited. And you're like, yo, this could have happened. But also at the same token, like, is this going to be our same song and same dance that we're going to be doing for years to come and years prior? Because right now history's repeating itself. We always play Alabama or not always. Lately, we've been playing Alabama well, and we always give people the good teams a run for their money. Now, let's see what we do with this back half. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. Well, uh, I look forward to catching up with you guys uh, before the Aggies play South Carolina, but this has been a lot of fun talking to two former Aggie greats. And uh, the next episode, we'll uh, definitely get into talking about. I know you guys are both still involved with football. You know, obviously, Demontre. You are playing in the CFL, which is uh, very exciting. And uh, Reggie, I know you do a lot with, uh, you know, sharing your quarterback, having quarterback camps and being a mentor and, you know, d- different A&M students. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll get into that. And uh, it was fun uh, chatting with you guys. And this was a heck of a first episode. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.